Back again for another episode of the Anthony on Air podcast. Appreciate you guys watching and are listening. AnthonyOnAir.com has all our links and info. We're sponsored by our good pals over at Hero Soap Company. Best soap I've ever had. Link in the description below. Frankie C joins us. Jay Sabs in a little bit. We're talking about Sylvester Stallone denying the rumors that he's a member of Mar-a-Lago. Bernie Madoff dies today. Nigel Farage is making a hilarious cameo. Uh, The Bachelor, one of the Bachelor contestants comes out as gay. Aaron Donald rearranges a guy's face. Nice. Pierce Morgan goes on Tucker Carlson to do his first interview after walking off his uh, Good Morning America Britain show, whatever that was, the hell it was. Yeah. If you want to see a car accident into a train wreck, then watch that interview. I haven't seen it, but it's you take Pierce and Tucker. That's well, Listen, if you don't think that that was a car accident, let me introduce you to the Mick Jagger, Dave Grohl song that we will be listening to at the conclusion uh-huh. of the uh, episode. Not today. good. Not good. And I'll tell you oh, what, no. it breaks my heart to talk about those two who I love more than anything. Well, that's a little much. And then to have them, well, I definitely love them more than my co-host, that's for sure. I mean, it's not even close. I don't blame you there. Not even close. But, um, and especially the intentions of Mick and everybody, but we'll get into it, but it's just. Uh, we'll call this show the train wreck into a car accident show. You know when you're, you know when you swing and miss hitting the baseball and you yeah. fall down on the floor and you drop the bat everywhere and on top of that, it's T-ball, so it was on a stationary T. You ever see that happen? That's- on top of that, you get shot from someone in the stands, and then someone dumps hot coffee on your head. Just, just a lot of bad things That's happening too, at once. A little too far. A little too far. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. Um, Sylvester Stallone, uh, last podcast, I think it was the last podcast. I don't know. We're doing too many of these now. Um, he, uh, The rumors were he had joined Mar-a-Lago, President Trump's uh palm beach golf course country club thing yeah so apparently not though i mean and they say uh he said uh no that's not true i don't know where they got that from by the way mar-a-lago was gorgeous i mean it just just take a look at it look at this thing tell me you wouldn't want to go there now i just said i wouldn't last episode i said i wouldn't hang out at a country club i still maintain that but that looks like a good time also, it looks like the swimming pool is too small for that facility. It does. It looks like a tiny swimming pool. Yeah. And it just looks like a bunch of buildings crammed into each other. No, but it looks beautiful, though. I mean, you got to admit, yeah. with the palm trees. Oh, my God. You can't even give credit. No, I would tell you. It just it looks cluttered. <laughs> it it looks like it, a cluttered mess. If it's like a big, uh, you know. It's a lot of big buildings on top of each other. That's what it looks like. I would kill to be there right now instead of here with you. Okay. We'll go. Who's stopping you? <laughs> If we got invited to do the podcast at Mar-a-Lago, nah. would you go? Nope. You're such a liar. Is he going to be on it? All expense paid trip. Nah. No guarantee Trumpy comes on it. No guarantee. Nah. I'm good. I can't believe you. Believe I, it, sister. I can't stand you, actually. <laughs> You're the worst. If you somebody told Thank me you, you got an all expense paid trip down to Mar-a-Lago to do the show, I'd be like, sign. I'm, I'm, I'd be like, who do I have to murder? Because are you all caught up on your hepatitis shots? 
Yeah, I think so. I don't think, uh, you know, I don't want to get down there. And then, and then we got all these, uh, all these things we got to watch out for. So, uh, the story ran saying that he was a member of the club and that he was there. Sly's reps reached out to TMZ and said he's not a member, has never been a member. Uh, the rep tells uh, TMZ that he was recently invited uh, as uh, to dinner as a guest, but does not own a residence on the golf course, nor has he paid for membership. Is that part of the thing? Or I guess maybe it's one or the other. You, you either own a residence on the golf course. Oh, it's probably like a... Like you could live there too. It's probably a uh, what's it called? Yeah, like a residence, like um, like a living facility as well. That's why he lives there. Trump lives there. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, while he isn't a member at Mar-a-Lago, we're told Sly remains a member of the Breakers Club, also located in Palm Beach. What the hell is that? That sounds like fun. The Breakers Club. That sounds. What does that look like? I bet it looks better than Mar-a-Lago. I tell you what, just going off of names alone, Mar-a-Lago or the Breakers Club, sign me up for the Breakers Club. This has nothing to do with President Trump. Sign me up for Breakers Club, too. It it has everything to do with President Trump. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's see what the Breakers Club looks like. This looks gorgeous, too. Jesus. We should have been been rich instead of funny. Yeah, how do we do that? I don't know. Anybody has any ideas? Throw them in the comments. How do we be rich if we have to give up being funny? Which, let's face it, we're teetering on the edge of that anyway. <laughs> yeah, this is nice looking. This is this is what huge. You talk about cluttered. This is huge. Hang on, Google is not. Uh... Now, is it laid out nice or is it all cluttered? In the one? No, I mean it looks like more like a hotel to me. This one, but it's right on the water. Looks like Buckingham Palace. Yeah, that's big. I don't see any, like, I just see, it looks like a hotel. You're right. It doesn't look, I don't see any, like, palm trees and pools and stuff like that, but maybe the angle's off. But it doesn't look, it just looks like a big building. Yeah, there's some. I'm there's sure some it's palm nice. Trees. Who the hell knows? Boy, I tell you, these rich people, it's a different world, my friend. It is a different world. Most of them, they know what they're doing. That's the inside. Look how beautiful that looks. That's nice looking. That's nice. That looks yeah. like a Roman or Greek kind of like rotunda. I wonder who owns the Breakers Club. I don't know. But I can't. I didn't know Stallone golfed. Does he? I can't picture him swinging a golf club. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if any of these people really golf. Like, I think they just want to be there and like be snooty. Like if you want to and... be there, just freaking go. I'm sure they'll open the door to you. No, I think you gotta. I I think that's the deal with these places. You gotta. Yeah, I don't think you. I don't think that. That's kind of like their deal. It's like how they make people wait online outside of the club. You know, it's like right, but they're not making Stallone wait online. No, but I bet you if he just showed up unannounced, they'd be like, no, I unannounced is one thing. But if he like called ahead and was like, I want to have something there a month from now. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But see, places like this are so well funded and you already have a ton of members. Like, I don't know if yeah, they, they might not need the publicity. I don't know if they need like they need Sly's, you know, business or they need that. Like, oh, Sly had a thing at our club. I don't think that they need that shit. I think it's more of like Sly had a thing and he'll tell his his rich friends. Hey, I had a thing at this club. It was a great time. Maybe you should book there, too. You know, it's word of mouth kind of thing. Sly Stallone or Sly and the Family Stone? 
I think Sly and the Family Stallone. That would be something else. Just a band full of Stallones. You could make it if you're Rocky. I'm going Sly and the Family Stone. I, I not that I don't love over Stallone, Sylvester, but uh, yeah, I'm a come on. I mean, it's not even close. I mean, yeah, but Stallone gave us more hours of joy. No. Yeah, but like you know, as an Italian American, I'm. I hate when people go, all right, Rocky, take it easy. You know, to me, like if I, you know. How many people are you in, the, in their face and they call you Rocky? I've had, that. That a, I've had that really? a couple of times. Yeah. Someone's called you Rocky? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You never had that? Like, all right, Stallone, take that. it easy there. Tough guy, Italian stallion. No. That kind I of stuff. I get big head. I get big head. All right, forehead. Get out, you know, I got out of my face. <laughs> but other than that, I don't get called Stallone. I'd be like, thank you. That's nice. I've been called that. I've been called Tony Soprano before. People that I, I could see. One guy was like, "All right, take it easy, there, Tony Soprano," because I was wearing a leather jacket. I didn't That's get that. Funny. That's funny to you. It's a little funny. <laughs> I don't look like Tony Soprano <laughs> at all. No, but I'm sure when you get heated, the uh, oh hey oh about a bang about a boom that comes out. Yeah, I never do. You know me. Do I ever do that? I don't. When I never really see you get heated, but I know that when I'm with my family. A lot of Brooklyn comes out of me. I get a, I get into. If you see me around my dad or around my brother, uh, it's it's very. Oh, what are you talking about? Oh, you get over here, son of a bit. You know, it's you all get a little bit more Brooklyn in things you. and bada booms. But you know, when I'm not around them as much, it, I I tend to, to, you know, soften it up a little bit. To be sophisticated. As a sophisticated, yes. Mm. All, right. all right. I don't know. A little bit comes out every now and then unwillingly, but if I'm around my family a lot. The Nigel Farage story might be the funniest story of the night. We'll get to that right after Bernie Madoff. Nice tease. Bernie Madoff, dead. Dead. Very dead. Yep. Um, one 82? Of the, 82 years old. $65 billion Ponzi scheme. How one much of the, uh, after that? Zero. And Joe. One of the biggest pieces of garbage of all time. Dead. I don't know. Natural like, causes? Well, yeah, you know what? That brings me... That, that made me think about something. Is about it your Ponzi scheme? Is it... Yeah, God, I wish. Um, no, I, I could never... That's the thing, like, even, like, sometimes, like, you know, you tell, the, the, like, the white lie or whatever. I try really rarely, I rarely ever lie. I'll stretch the truth if I need to, but I'll rarely ever just flat out lie, and I hate it. There is no worse feeling than, like, being caught in a lie. Yeah, no, that, I mean, when you're, when you're exposed like that, it's like, it's awful. Like I can't. I just didn't want to come to your party. Like, uh, do you know how fast you were going? Uh, I don't know, sixty-five. When I know damn well I was doing eighty-nine. Right. That's a. Flow that's. I say flow of traffic every time. That's a stretch. That's the best one. Like they've never just heard going that with the before. Flow of traffic. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. I was going with the full traffic. Yeah. Who you and Mario Andretti over there? Who I'm gonna go get next? I got pulled. I got pulled over once, and it was during rush hour 
on the Cross Island Parkway. And if you've ever been on that parkway in rush hour, yeah, the people from Australia are really relating. To they don't know story. what I'm talking about, but it's a heavily trafficked parkway uh, going through Queens and parts of Long Island. But it's like I, I actually when he walked away, he goes, oh, by the way, you were doing 82 miles an hour. And I said, I went, what? I knew right away. I mean, he said it as he was walking back to his car after he gave me the ticket. Because there was no way I was doing 82 miles an hour in the middle of rush hour traffic. I may have been going fast, but 82 would have been impossible. That's I was going to say, sometimes, well, it depends on it. Sometimes it's hard to do 40 in that rush hour traffic. Exactly. I, I was probably going, like, what is it, 55 is the 50, 55 is the speed limit. I maybe was doing 65, 60, 65, but there's no way I was going over 80. There's no way. Mm. And and our good friend got got the ticket. Squashed it after the fact? Squashed after. You're a piece of garbage. It's the truth, you, though. I was no way I was garbage. going 82. You're a piece of garbage. That's Why am a, I a piece of garbage? You're worse than Bertie Madoff. You, you know what I mean? Okay, like, I you. mean, seriously. How Our, is that possible? So we know somebody who's a police officer and police officer. Yeah, that's an inside joke for him. And oh, it's yeah, that's right. it's a nice uh nice thing that he does to get us PBA cards and such, get out of jail free cards. That's all that's as far as he should have to go. If you still get the ticket after the PBA card presentation, you got to eat that ticket. I didn't have the, I didn't do the PBA card. I, I don't either I didn't have it or I don't remember. I don't, well, then I that's didn't... your fault. Then you can't go to him afterwards and be like, can you get this ticket squashed? But I did. Oh, my God. I can't stand you. I don't remember how it shook out. I, I must have asked him to do it. And he did it. And it, and <laughs> I did have to appear and, and everything. And it just uh, they were able to squash it. You had to still go even. Yeah. I had to oh take a day God. off, go down to the court. And oh, my God. I can't even imagine the favor he had to pull in for you. To t Come on. The 82 was impossible, and I knew that. Now that's insignificant. That that. That's insignificant to the story. No, you not. you imposed on a friendship there. That is That is far too much. That is far too much. That's like going to somebody's house, and they cook you, like, a nice steak, and you go, can I get some lobster, too, please? Like, what is this? It's like... Be happy with. I can't stand it. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I did I you don't get him something? It... Did you did you get him a dinner? Did you buy him lunch? I don't remember. Oh this my was like god! 10 years ago, you are such a piece of crap. Probably. I can't believe that you didn't even take the guy out for lunch after the. After... I probably. I don't know. Maybe I did, or maybe I golf or. I don't remember. I don't remember how I paid him back. If I didn't pay him back, then I owe him. I definitely do, but I don't. I don't know. I don't remember how it played out. I really don't. But if he needs a favor, I'll, I'm there for him anytime. I, I, I make an effort to take him out for lunch every time I get out of a ticket. Every time he gets me out of a ticket, I go, I owe you another lunch. Now, I owe him 65 lunches, but still, I plan on getting to all of those at some point. You might as well just pay the ticket. <laughs> at this point, it might be cheaper to start paying these tickets, especially <laughs> the way he eats. Right. All right. So Madoff's dead. Um, Madoff is definitely dead. But uh, but my point was before I realized what what an insanely bad friend you are is that is that I don't like lying to a cop about speeding. That that's an easy uh, to me that's stretching the truth. But 
telling a lie to somebody that you love or lying to your mom when you were younger, you know, stuff like that. It's so stressful. Maybe this is just is. me, but I hated it. It was so strenuous. Like I remember like at a certain age, I was just like, I'm not going to lie anymore. Like this is too much. I didn't even know what stress was, but I was like, this is too much to handle like this. I just don't it's like a this lot feeling. weighs on you, man. This guy had a $65 billion line going for years. How you have to be dead inside to, to be able to function. How did that? I mean, how was he able to get away with it for so long is my question. Because you get a reputation, right? And you, yeah. you start, you, you do a little something for one person. You're able to, you know, invest and get a nice return for this person. And then suddenly somebody else comes and then somebody else comes. And before you know it, you're like, well, if I do this this way and take advantage of this way, and if I make this person, he would make somebody, he would be, bring a big return to somebody. And they would go and tell all their rich friends. And you know what I'm saying? And then that person would bring back five other people that would be like, and here, take my money. And so he would take five people's money, then go to somebody else, give them a big return on their investment. And then they would go and tell more people. But meanwhile, it was just part of the money that he took from the five new people that he got. So he was just the five new people. He would just take their money, put it in his pocket. It just all of it. He was just, he was making up false uh, uh, documents and ever, like just like statements and things. It was just, Man. it was a nightmare. But he was showing returns that were unheard of. And these rich people, they can't help themselves with this stuff. I mean, they just, you saw the Mar a Lago and the Breakers Club. They love these places and they want to brag about all the money. Here's this guy that's making more, higher, higher yields than anybody else. They were all dying to give him the money. And it was and they gave them millions and uh, they saw nothing millions, including the idiots that used to own the Mets, which is what draw, drove me crazy. They we couldn't put a team on the field because they gave this dope a ton of money. Wouldn't I mean, should, shouldn't there have been like, all right, here's all your money back. Like, where did that money go? He would spend it. He bought homes. No, no, no. no. Like he was when he was arrested, they had to seize everything from him. Right. Yeah, but his wife, according to the story today, his wife is still living in like a $4 million house. Yeah, but you got to figure some of the money, I'm sure, became from before this whole scheme. And then when he started everything, the the how how many billions? $65 billion. $65 billion. Whatever that, that, shouldn't that have been divvied out to the people he screwed? He built investors out of an estimated $20 billion in his $65 billion Ponzi scheme. Among his many victims were Steven Spielberg, Mets owner Fred Wilpon, Kevin Bacon, Nobel Peace Prize winner Ellie Wiesel. I mean, he just, you know, he was in the circles. That yeah, but they, then, then the cops, you know, the, the FBI, whoever, they get the money from, you know, they claim all his stuff. Uh, shouldn't they be able to say, all right, here's your money back, everybody? No, people got, got some people got their money back, but not all of it. You never get all of it back. Yeah, I guess not all of it. But. Yeah. I mean, God knows where he hid it. And, and again, like his wife is still living in a $4 million house. But let me tell you the worst part about this. And, and this is like a whole separate topic if you want to get into it. Worst 
And I mean, this was based on real life. So it, this really happened. But worst scene in a movie ever, ever, ever came from the Bernie Madoff HBO movie that they made where, um, not Pacino, De Niro plays Bernie Madoff. Did you see it? No. Frank, I, I don't know if I could ever watch this again, but it is burned into my brain. So he was he was a real difficult person, right? And he treated his kids like crap. Like he would like make their mind, he would like make their decisions for them. Like there's this one scene in the movie where his his son's like an adult, like a full adult male. And he's going to order dinner and Bernie's like, you want the lobster, get the lobster. And he's like, I don't, and, and the, just give him the lobster. Like that's, like that. and he was like, 28 or whatever he was 30 whatever you know and he was like still doing you know shit like that to his kid so his son his one son i think his older son maybe i'm not quite sure mark was his name i do remember that he was 46 at the time uh, madoff had already been arrested he was already in jail and the family was like poised to lose everything but not only that, like they lost their status. Like they went from being able to get into any club in the city and do all these great things to being the scourge of, of the planet. And this guy couldn't handle that. And he got really super depressed. And there's this scene in the movie where he puts his kid down. He was like a one or two year old kid at the time, three year old kid, puts his kid down for a nap, starts calling calls his wife, calls a bunch of people that he's depressed, this or that, leaves all these horrible messages. People start getting the messages. People are starting to worry about him and they go, they're like, we gotta go check on him. They're calling him, he's not answering the phone, right? So the scene is, I'm getting chills just thinking about it because this is horrific. You go into, they, they're showing his apartment in New York City and the kid is crying because it's been hours since they've been able to, you just hear the kid crying and he is like hanging off the chandelier in the hallway. And the guy, I forget who is it, it's his other brother or whoever gets to the house first, has to walk past him to get to the kid and has to put a blanket over the kid's head so he doesn't see his father hanging from a chandelier. It is utterly, the. it is like the worst scene I've ever seen in a movie and I'm in, I'm including 12 years a slave and uh you know this like anything it, it was just I don't know Yikes. what it was horrific out of every horrific thing I've ever seen in a movie that was I don't know I got your number one I couldn't I, I just said to myself I'll never <clears throat> watch this movie ever again it was so hey. like you just the, the little kid is screaming screaming crying he's hungry or scared or what god knows what he's in the crib hours and this guy's hanging from the chandelier all because this piece of shit you know had to swindle people out of money couldn't make an honest living and this was his son yeah this was his son and the grandkid and the, and the i and they the just the, the sheer thing of putting the towel or the blanket over the kid's head so and and then like squeezing by so he didn't touch it as he was carrying the kid like it's I, I can't even I, I I don't even as they're making this movie they had to think to themselves you know what this is a little too we don't have to show this you know you know what it probably it happened it happened but I mean 
you probably could have left it out of the cut of the movie. I don't, you know, I don't know what they were trying to be shocking or whatever it was, but I will never forget that. And uh, it was just awful. Yeah, sometimes there's some scarring stuff in movies. There's some movies that uh, disturbing is the best word. Yeah, like I think just, about like Private Ryan. Remember they talked about the first ten minutes of Private Ryan. That was pretty awful. Yeah. Um, like a I lot said, of it, I think, is when it hits you personally, like. Like that one, you know, the family thing. So that yes. one was super tough because I think my son was like three at the time. You know what I mean? And I'm just watching yeah. that. Just, just, it just melt. I just couldn't, I just couldn't handle it. My, my worst, my most disturbing. Yeah. Is Casino. With uh, the scene, spoiler alert. Where they were eating and he was chewing loud. Is that the one? Yep. With Joe Pesci and his brother. Oh, at the end? Yeah. When he I says... Couldn't. That was that was the whole thing. When he goes, whole he's, thing was he's still breathing? Yeah. No, yeah. Oh. And his name was Frankie. Yeah. It was fucked up. Yeah. So I'm like, I can't. That disturbed me, and that's that's that one stayed with me. That's a messed up one. Yeah, that was effed up. Yeah, that was big, because the, the way he says it, like, he's still he's still breathing. Like leave him alone. He's still breathing. Yeah, that's that's a rough one. Either that or put him out of his misery, which is also effed up. Hmm. Yeah, Frank Vincent, boy, he he plays a cutthroat son of a bitch. I'll tell you what. Like that was a rough. Uh, like he didn't care at all, too. Like in that scene, like he's doing it. Yeah. You know. I can't. Let, yeah, let's move on. I can't even think about it. Um, the scene, the soprano scene too, with Doctor Melfi in the garage. Melfi in the garage. Remember when the guy rapes uh, her? Yes. That was that's. I fast forward to that now. When I rewatch it every year, I always move past that part. I can't. I can't watch that part. That's horrific. Yeah, that's effed up. And when what's his name kills the old lady, that's kind of effed up too. Yeah. Yeah, because the old lady's like, oh, no. And the old lady starts saying, oh, no. It's weird when people, like, little things stick in your head. Like, the fact that, you know, he's still breathing or, oh, no. Like, she's saying, oh, no. Like, she can't, you know. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of disturbing crap out there. So disturbing. So <sighs> disturbing. Not to get too off topic, but it just. Um, yeah. Floyd, when he's screaming for his mom. That's In hard. What? what was it? George Floyd when he's screaming for his oh, mom. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my Sorry, god. Sorry, blipped out a second. Oh yeah. No, that's that's terrible. It's that's heartbreaking. Terrible. There's something about an adult male screaming for his mom. You know what I mean? Ugh. It's the. It's depressing. It's disturbing and it's awful. Yeah. Um. But there's a lot of tough scenes in movies to watch. But that one, people might be thinking, oh, what ants a real, you know, wuss. That that's not that bad. But that that. I don't know. It was at the time, you know, like I said, I had a kid the same age. It kid, me exactly. Up. Once it hits you personally, you it can't get rid of it. And it, it just stays with you. Yeah. It messed and, me up know, a bit. You might not be in that situation, but, you know, so, something about it you relate to. And it's like, it just hits you. And you're like, oh, God. Like my brother, um, his one of his worst ones is, I, I, what was the name of the movie? The Hills of Eyes, I think it's called. Mm -hmm. Where I think the guy has a gun and he points it at a baby. 
you know, like the girl, the mother's holding the baby, and there's a you know one of the hill people is pointing a gun at the baby, and that alone is my brother's. Like he he said, I can't. I had to turn the movie off. I couldn't watch it. He can't at the time. That. At the time, his kids were babies. You know, so you know, he related to it, I guess, and that was it disturbed him. So it, you never know what you know. That's it's. It, they didn't hurt the baby. I don't think I don't remember the movie too well. Yeah, but but um, yeah, that that scene I guess screwed with them. I have a sore spot for children. Is that the word? Sore yeah, spot, soft spot, uh, soft spot, soft spot. I'm sore from my children. They jump on me all the time. But I have a soft spot for children. I yeah, I can't when if you're being mean to a child, I can't. I can't even yeah. any like innocence, children, animals. Yeah, um, people that have nothing to do with. Anything like the, the situation, um, and they're just innocent bystanders, stuff like that. It's like it, it's disturbing. That's what that's what gets to me. Yeah, that's heartbreaking. Um, let's do our hero soap read before we get to this hilarious Nigel Farage uh, story, which I have audio for, which I absolutely love. Uh, and I love hero soap. Uh, best soap I've ever had. You know this, Frank. I rave about it all the time. Smells amazing, makes you feel amazing. Um, all the different aromas that they have are just phenomenal. That new woods aroma I haven't had yet, but I'm looking forward to trying that out. Ah, um, uh, woods. Yeah, smell like the woods. Does it come with the uh, that guy on the on the on the front of it? Wood. Jimmy Woods. I don't remember his first name, but last name is Wood. Oh, the the, uh, the porn guy. No, that's porn hilarious. No. That would be great That'd if they be... put that on a package. Right, a lot of people put him on a T-shirt, and then everybody realized he was he was already dead. And then I'm like, oh, but some people still kept selling them shirts, though. I don't know how they get away with that. You got to be able to sue, right? I don't know if anybody like had the rights. I think they it's like it was like just like an ex-girlfriend. It's his, it's his his image. More than his face. I don't know why. I mean, he's got to have like family or someone that would be able to sue uh, you know if someone used a grant my great great grandparents face i'd be like hey you can't use that yeah but that's you though like if you're still around and you know it's them i don't know if he had yeah, any family sure. around you know i don't know either yeah. yeah anyway hero soap company hero soap company if you want to wash off any uh, bad feelings from bad movie scenes uh hero soap company is the official soap to do that and uh, when you buy a bar of soap they send a bar over to the troops they're so extraordinary Love Hero Soap so much. They're just fantastic. Uh, And sign up for a subscription right now where they'll send bars of soap to your home every single month, however many you want, and you can save 20% off the soap that way. Nice. It's a good deal. Um, It is. It's a great deal. 20% off is a big, big chunk of change. It's a big, that is one more than 19%, according to the leading experts. If you you believe the government. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> who made those numbers up the government <laughs> boy i'll tell you what comments were rampant after we uh took the QAnon people down a notch last time oh we definitely had a couple of QAnon people in there that were had their feelings hurt, hurt hurt feelings after we Aww. yeah it's, a, it's adorable I feel bad because I love anybody who spends any time with us. If you spend more than 30 seconds with this show, I love you and I appreciate you so much. 
but it's hard. But you got to tell the truth. And um, I mean, a lot of a lot of people writing me, Franco, and Q is not about that. Q is about people doing their research. And it's like, mm, no, it's we not. don't know what that's. About. That's not what it's about. It's it's the opposite of that, by the way. It's about throwing out something and see seeing what sticks and then running with it yeah it's like that was part of his little theme like he just puts something out and then you go look it up and you do the research i get that but you know the fact of the matter is it's basically came down to some nerd just trying to keep people reading his website is kind of really what it was at the end of right. the day you right. know co-opted by a campaign trying to get a guy reelected. it was kind of those two worlds coming together it really was a lot less about saving the children and yeah. all, all that stuff. Um, so Frank, Nigel Farage. Yeah, let me let me. Uh, I don't. I'm gonna I'm gonna disconnect you. Pop you back on here because Jay Sabs is having some trouble getting in. Ah, okay. So give that a second. Pop back on in a second there, bud. All right, all right we're having a little bit of uh, technical difficulties here. Uh, got trying trying to get Jay Sabs in because she's a Nigel uh, Farage expert, believe it or not. Even though nobody really knew who the hell this guy was up until, uh, or I should say, I never heard of him up until like three seconds ago. All right, that worked. Let's bring her in. Uh, Jay Sabs, the world's foremost authority on Nigel Farage. Janine, do you know who Nigel Farage is? Uh, no. Awesome. Yeah, Who knows. is he? He is a British activist, political commentator, broadcaster, former politician who served as the leader of the UK Independence Party from 2006 to 2009. Oh, Nigel Farage. Is that it? Nigel Farage? I have no it? idea. Oh, okay. Not a clue. You got me on that one. <laughs> I, he, I did. he also was, from 2010 to 2016... Uh, or should I say 2019 to 2021, the leader of the Brexit party. Cool. How'd that go? Wake me, wake me up after this segment. <laughs> no, Janine. Apparently I think, there's something good happening here. I this think you're going to love this segment. It's a very quick one. So Nigel, Nigel is on cameo. Why the, who the hell wants a politician's like a message from a politician on cameo? Like, yeah, I mean, who's hey, oh, I want the Brexit guy, or I want like a congressperson to wish me a happy birthday. Who's saying that? I don't know. Boring. If I got a message from Obama, that'd be pretty cool. Nah. From a president, I could understand. That's that's about that's as much as I will give you a president. That's it. Right. I'm not a charismatic senator. None of that. I'm, I'm going to judge everybody else who feels differently about it. I couldn't. Uh, I can't have that. I can't have these people being viewed as celebrities. We can go the other right, way. So you can have a celebrity be a political person, but I can't have a political person turning into a celebrity. Should we do cameo? Would anybody buy that? No. Cool. Just throwing it out there. I'm now, if it. I got a message from Cuomo, that'd be a different story. Yeah. And would... if he accidentally let his penis fall out of his pants, too. Hey. Accidentally. Accidentally. I am concerned for Cuomo because he just uh, lifted the restrictions from. Yeah, so you know what that means. Oh no! Somebody else that is coming. That means oh, that's no. definitely that's definitely sodomy. <laughs> Somebody else has a story on Governor Cuomo. It's a possibility. And didn't I say it was gonna it was gonna come soon? Till twelve. It's 
12 p.m i mean 12 midnight watch out now the next thing is um bars no food oh my god i can't wait for that (laughs) (laughs) all right here's nigel farage on his cameo where he is wishing happy birthday to a young gentleman whose name is hugh his last name isn't jazz is it no jazz hole happy birthday hugh janus i've heard you're a massive fan Sorry. <laughs> it wasn't ass. It was Janus. Janus. Who doesn't? Who sees a cameo request from a Hugh Jane of Mister Janus and doesn't? Janus is Janus a popular nickname over uh, in the UK? It's like a last name. It's literally oh, written out Hugh H U G H J A N U S. Hugh Janus. Uh, my, my boss got me that with that once um (laughs) where the hell did you work (laughs) you worked in the weirdest freaking place frankie just jealous a little Um, bit he wrote me a note on my desk i came back from lunch or something and it said hugh jasshole called call him back he got you with that you fell for that yeah because i was like jasshole huge (laughs) and i started fucking hysterical laughing Oh, God. Did you call him back? I missed that. No. Yeah, did you call him back? <laughs> no, because I was like, oh, wait. Uh, went to dial the number. I was like, wait a minute. That doesn't sound right. So when did Nigel Farage realize that he's he's been punked? Uh, I don't know if he realized it after the fact, but, uh, you know, he put the cameo out. He did it. I mean, Jesus. Yeah, I, I think that he still doesn't know. How do you say that? And you go, as you're saying, you go, oh, shit, this can't be this can't be real. Yeah, see, I feel like as soon as you say it, once you say it out loud, it's like they some probably people, did a couple of takes. Some people don't know. Uh, somebody yeah. somebody showed me this. I can't remember when, like a couple of weeks ago, and I never got to it. But now that we're talking about Hugh Janus, we might as well talk about Kittler. Did you hear about Kittler? Mm-mm. Okay. So it's I don't know where this is in Mississippi or some crazy shit like that. Somewhere in the middle of the country that nobody cares about. Kansas City. I was close. Uh, Kansas City, local TV broadcast. It's one of these weather people that have like they have their like little shtick. And this this lady, I guess, on Saturdays does catter days. And so you send in a picture of your cat and she shows the picture of the cat while she does the weather. And everybody just loves it. I mean, it's just fantastic. Don't even get me started. Have you seen Elizabeth and asshole. her cat reports and blah, blah, blah? So somebody send this in. Yeah, let me get this a little bit bigger on the screen for you here. That's what she said. Well, that's what she said. All right, hold on a second. So, yeah, she gives the catter day forecast hang on let me get this up for you here that's what she said you're killing me smalls right now so certainly this is kind of weather for the cats so we've got our Saturday night forecast for you now where we are featuring Hitler here thanks to Debbie Alexander and I think Hitler kind of looks like Charlie Chaplin <gasps> oh my she God, said she thinks Kittler looks like Charlie Chaplin. What does Kittler look like, Frank? 
Come on. Uh, the other guy with a similar mustache. This idiot goes, it kind of looks like Charlie Chaplin. Are you the stupidest person to, to ever live? She must have felt like really dumb afterwards, right? But the kitten's name was Kitler. I mean, it I says know, Kitler on the screen. <laughs> I don't think she wanted to say, look how cute Kitler is. But she did. That's what <gasps> oh she did. God. Look at Kitler. Yeah. No, that's not good. I think she was trying <laughs> to steer the comparison away. Oops. <laughs> she got, she, it's live. She probably got stuck with it and said, you know what? I got it. This is what they gave me, and now I have to do this. I know, Maybe but she it's... didn't get a chance to review it beforehand. Who knows? Oops. What an but idiot. That, yeah. It kind of looks like Charlie Chaplin here, so I don't know. Maybe we're going to call him Charlie Jr., but anyhow. So he tried to change the name. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah. Hitler. I mean, Hitler. Do you want to? I mean, I, I understand, but why would you name it that? Do you want to hear her apology? She apologized. <laughs> Oh, oh my God. There's one more thing I do want to say uh, about last night. I did make a mistake during our Catterday segment. I used a submitted photo of a cat with an inappropriate name. I don't want to use the name here, but I never intended to hurt or offend anyone by using that picture that was actually just given to me. I understand my mistake me? and I'm deeply sorry. And in the future, I will absolutely be more diligent with this content to ensure it never happens again. <laughs> This nice. is what people are apologizing over now. Come on. Like, it's her fault. More diligent. Like, how? Do, what's more diligent? Open your fucking eyes. <laughs> right. Look at what you maybe, have. I, again, she said she just got the picture. So maybe it just came through and she was reading it on the yeah. fly. I doubt I, it. A lot of times. No, a lot of times that does happen. Like, you, you're just fed right then and there. So she probably didn't even realize it. You know, she's probably not even paying attention. She's probably just reading off the screen and that's, that's it, it. You know, someone, an intern or someone. Just but she didn't have to apologize for that. I'm sorry, but she didn't have to apologize. Yeah, it's because not her fault. she's I, not the one who sent it. I guarantee you anybody that would be closely remotely offended probably just felt more horrible at what an idiot she was. Like, how could you yeah, be probably. offended by this stupid idiot? Like, you got to feel it's more pro- bad yeah. for her than you do feel offended. She didn't have to apologize, but it was nice that she did. That's embarrassing because, to me. Because when you when you um, make light of Hitler, then 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 that's not good. Yeah, she but, wasn't really making light of Hitler though. She was just reading off the screen. Yeah, but comparing a cute cat to you know, show, showcasing. She wasn't a, though. Yeah, she was. It's her segment. No, she wasn't. She's not the one who's who's sent in the picture. But she's so, the one who broadcasted it. Right, but she, it's not her that put it on. But I think the point is, is she was too stupid to realize who it was. Yeah, so she how didn't even you... realize. That, that's no, that's I, what I mean, too. She didn't I realize that she at did. the time. She was like, huh? No. I think she did. And she was trying to save it by calling it Charlie Chaplin. I don't think so. You I think, think it's she... a little obvious when you call it Hitler. You think she knew and, and chose to, and thought it would be funny to pick Hitler? No, she she knew what it looked like. And the name was probably Hitler that like the owner you know, has the cat, and that's the name of the cat. And she just first decided, of all, that's you know, not like, the name of the cat. That's that is what a twelve-year-old kid thought would be hilarious to send into the whatever. news station to see if <laughs> this would so? get on. Yes, <laughs> of course, oh, of course. Right. So she saw that and said, "You know what? Let's 
compare this cat to Charlie Chaplin and not to him. No, no, I don't. I just, I couldn't. Why? Disagree. That's like the simplest explanation. Why is that so far fetched? I think she gets paid minimum wage. I think she's dreaming about being in New York City. She probably was late to work, got into a fight. Oh, I got the stupid Catterday thing. Just grabbed the first picture she saw. Put it on the prom. This is this is Kansas yeah, City. Exactly. This is, I agree with all of that. It's not like their newsroom has forty people working in it. That's probably I agree with an all intern. Of that. Yeah, but on the fly, she made the choice to not go. Oh, look at little Hitler. Look, doesn't it look like Adolf Hitler? Instead of saying that. Oh, you think she panicked she and said, and she said on the fly said, you know what, this cat looks like Charlie Chaplin. Tried it would have been better if she just ign- there's no coming back from Hitler. how could you ignore it that's it's the segment <laughs> you gotta you gotta be like you know what i just realized that this is a prank and that's unfortunate take this off the screen that's yeah, how you, yeah that's a different story that's yeah. how you she handle got, that she got caught in the moment and uh, she handled it in a weird way that's all fucking Hitler. i bet you huge anus sent that in that's my guess <laughs> that's a great one yeah i can't believe huge did you call ass. back huge asshole he called the number. What was the number to? I don't remember when he put the number. To. Like I said, I was dialing and I was like, oh, no, I'm wrong. You know, what would be funny is if is if there we like registered a number for people who did this. And then when you call the number, it's just us on the other end screaming like, what are you fucking stupid or something? You really calling huge asshole? Like, what can we do that? True. We'll make it fungible. Okay. I'm just using that word now. We could fund that out. Uh, let's go over to the uh, Bachelor. Janine, do you watch The Bachelor? Um, not religiously. Here and there. Do you know who Colton is? Yes, I do. He's at Colton on Twitter. That's pretty boss. When you just got the wow. first name, yeah. yeah, that's a big deal. You know you made it. You you know you've made it when that happens. That ain't easy to get. No, it's not easy to get the first names. Uh, this morning on Good Morning America, he uh, came out of the closet. And he was a contestant on The Bachelor where he was trying to date chicks. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, how long ago was that? Oh, it's been like maybe three, four years now, if I'm right. All right. So I'm not, I'm not so uh, such a fan, but I mean, obviously, right. he so probably that's... knew before. And just wanted to do this because he got paid. Maybe he did. Maybe there. he wasn't sure. Maybe it was. Who knows? Kind of scumbaggy if he knew, right? Do you guys want to hear it? Yeah. Hear the moment? Go ahead. My eyes are me. What's going on here? None of my shit's working for me tonight. That's what she said. Thank you. That's what he said when he was reaching for the Viagra. Thank you for this opportunity to sit down with you is there something that you want people to know so can you tell us what you is on your heart that you want to share yeah um obviously like this year's been a lot for a lot of people and how great would it have been if he revealed that his actual name is hugh janus how much better would that have been for everybody (laughs) that would have been monumental yeah, I mean, I'm glad he came out and everything and was true to himself. But if he was like, my name is Hugh Janus and this is my cat, Hitler. It made a lot of people look themselves in the mirror and figure out who they are and what they've been running from or what they've been putting off in their lives. Like and for me, um, I've ran from myself for a long time. <laughs> what did you say in the butt? What did you just say? 
I'm it's messed up. gay, and <gasps> I came to terms with that earlier this year and have been processing it. And um, the next step in all of this was sort of letting people know. Still nervous, but um, yeah, it's it's been a journey for sure. Through the nerves, I can see the joy. She's so awkward. I, you know what? I was just gonna say, all these interviews are so awkward because you're sitting across somebody who you don't know, and they're just trying to like, you know, she's just trying to like have oh, these moments. I can see joy. Okay. Uh, so I guess it took a pandemic and everything else for Colton to realize that he's gay, which he, is this is friends. not this is not gonna help those rumors that if you take the vaccine, all sorts of shit happens to you. Cause that's exactly. what people are gonna be like, look what happened to him. COVID made me realize that I'm gay. <laughs> all the cute people are gonna be like, what is happening mouth? in this podcast? <laughs> I'm just saying all the cute people are gonna be like, you see what happened to that Colton there? He took it, now look what happened, he's gay. See, that's why I'm not getting the vaccine. Let's go to Target without a mask now. That's what they're gonna be doing, I'm telling you. <laughs> Did you see the part where they freed themselves in Target with the mask on? No, oh, I did see that. Ugh. That's pretty funny. Oh no, I got chills. I hate all those people that are like, "Oh, look at us free!" Just stop it. Shut up. Go away. What was that? Mil- milk America. Yeah, free America. Oh, free me from the masks. Go Just away. Follow the damn rules already. God. Oh, Frank, you're such a stickler for rules. Rules are good. When we do we love all rules. follow them, everything works. When, when we're not following rules, it's chaos. But obviously, Boring. we're. we're proud of Colton for being his wonderful gay self, but I'm more interested in, you know, and I guess everybody goes to their journeys before they realize it, whether he's in denial or, you know, but that's kind of, I mean. I'm sure when, uh, if someone who uh, comes out late in life or not even before that, they're trying to, you know, live the life as they know how and try to, you know, to go with the, the, with, is perceived to them as normal and then they yeah like what he thinks he should do right so i'm sure that's what was going on but then he came to his realization it's tough when there's a lot of money and fame wrapped up in that bachelor show though that's pretty tough he may not have come to grips with it at that point that might not have been you know he may not have come to the realization that you know during that time of the bachelor so you don't think there's any chance that he kind of knew, but it was like I'm a sure, good-looking guy. A chance, I can get on this show and and I make like some to money. I like benefits of the doubt here. I, I maybe maybe he didn't too come. To, I don't know too how, much. What? Too much benefit of the doubt. No, I try to be you know as fair as we can, and maybe he didn't realize. Uh, he didn't come to terms with it until later. After, you know, yeah, maybe afterwards. he didn't realize that he liked, uh, you know, a penis in or around his mouth. I mean, you know. I love saying in and around the mouth. Me That's too. my favorite too, part of that expression. Me too. <laughs> There's a penis in or around the mouth. <laughs> That's just so fucking wow. funny. <laughs> you guys are fucked up. No, that's not it. Why you don't think that's hysterical? You like a penis in or around your mouth? Like that's just fucking... in or around. Why? Why is it in or around? <laughs> it's just so oh. funny. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody ever says you like a vagina in and around your mouth. We really should start saying that, though. I really feel All like right, that should be should. a new thing. You heard put it that on first. a t-shirt. I'm going to put it on a fucking t-shirt. That and a picture of Kittler. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. No, I'm going to put a picture of this reporter and be like, this person thinks Kittler exists. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> this reporter yeah. believes in Hitler. Um, no, again, good for Colton, but uh, I feel like, you know, also somebody somebody was saying on Twitter, I don't know how true this is, that he's got some stalking uh, uh, charges against him, and this is kind of mm -hmm. his way of like... I heard that too before, yeah. Like, oh, feel bad for me. Yeah. I don't know. He yeah. stalked one of the contestants or the girl that he won the show with, or I, I don't know how it works, The Bachelor. I have no Do idea. Like, I don't know how it works. They, don't they have to, like, marry or something? Like, I think no. you, pick, you pick a girl, and then he was, like, stalking the girl. Yeah. Was that how it went? Is that kind of something's, roughly? I mean, I don't know exactly, up. but maybe he was stalking her for her brother or her father. That would, be, that would be nice. Something's not adding up there. Yeah. That sounds better. Um, but this was the huge story. Are you shocked that uh, coming out as gay is still a huge story in 2021? Yeah. Me too. It Come is on. shocking. It should just Everybody's be... gay. You two are gay. My father's gay. You should just Everybody be... has a little gay in them. <laughs> I mean, it should just be as normal as... like Nobody has to come out that they're straight because it's normal. It should be that way. I think because he was on The Bachelor, that's probably why he made it like an announcement plus the stalking. That's it. I mean, yeah. yeah. But it should be just you are what you are, who you are, and that's it. Just live your life. I mean, if you, you know, date if who you want to date, you want marry who you want to marry. Right. And that's it. If, you, if it's a guy, it's a girl. Well, right. we'd be on our way to that if your fucking stupid Catholic church wasn't so stupid. It's nice. <laughs> I'm not the one making who? gay jokes back and forth. Who's Aaron Donald? Who made a gay joke? <laughs> uh, a penis in and around your mouth. That's not it's a not, gay joke. It's not a joke. It's a fact. You could put your penis in and around a woman's mouth. That's not gay. No, but it was, you know, he didn't realize he liked to have a penis in and around his mouth. Yeah, that's funny. You could say the same thing about a, a girl. She didn't know she had a like the penis in and around her mouth. That's not a gay joke. If you were talking about a girl, yeah. We were talking about the fact that it's a funny expression to say penis a penis in or around penis. a person. That is a funny penis. expression. Penis. A penis. <laughs> Nothing Who's to do with Donald? being gay. Could be gay. Could be not gay. Um, Arnold friggin' rearranged this dude's face. So Aaron Donald is, uh, he plays for the San Diego Chargers. He is, by all accounts, like maybe one of the most chiseled and perfected human beings on the planet. Like he is, is he? without a doubt, like considered to be like just a, an absolute perfect specimen. Here's this is a picture of him. Yeah, the ladies and the gay guys are going to love this. Look at that. That's look at that. That's a ripped dude. Uh, he, that's not me. That's not for you? Yeah, that's not for me. No. Could you imagine mouthing off to this guy, Frank? Are you kidding me? No, but I thought Janine would be something off to him. Yeah, that's true. Good point. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Nobody puts anything, including food, in and around this guy's mouth. Like he just you just stay away from this dude. The stomach looks a little uh Ow. A little pudged up. Yeah, but that's I mean, he is like I mean, everybody agrees like he is the nice no, big dude like remember when like lawrence taylor like ruled the nfl like that's how old are you oh. shut up this is what he did to the guy look at this guy's face Ow. 
He, he, he can't even see his eye. Why did he, he do that? What did he do that? He talks shit about him or his girlfriend know. or when his you, wife. When you see Aaron Donald coming, I mean, you've got to do everything in your power to not upset him. Well, this guy probably figured this is a famous football player. He's not going to swing at me. Mm-mm. You know, they egged him on. I don't know what happened. What happened? What was the situation? You want to know what happened? Uh, no. He's. We <laughs> got a next story. <laughs> yeah, I just asked. I just like to ask random questions. I don't expect answers. Um, oh, Jesus Christ! ESPN, come on. Uh, do your research. Oh, let's make up something. <laughs> Wait, my favorite comment from the girl who got upset, who loves Q. Uh-huh. She she goes, "You should be thrown off the air." What the fuck are you talking? What air? This is a podcast. There's, yeah. no, there's no air. Nobody air. gave this to us. No, this is our own thing. Who's going to throw us off the air? The bosses? You're fucking yeah. looking at the three of them. I just thought that was funny. That is funny. You should people. be thrown off the air. Oh, no. The air. You should get a fucking clue of how podcasts work. Uh, oh. An attorney filed a criminal complaint against Los Angeles Rams pass rusher Aaron Donald Pittsburgh Wednesday, saying the defensive tackle and others assaulted his 26-year-old client at an after-hours club last weekend. Uh, attorney Todd J. Hollis said his client, DeVincent Spriggs, great name, DeVincent Spriggs, D-E apostrophe, Vincent. Apostrophes. Yeah, and his name is Spriggs. That's a great what was Gibson's name in uh, Riggs? Riggs. Oh, yeah, Spriggs is good. He needed 16 stitches and suffered a broken orbital bone, a broken nose, a concussion, and a sprained or broken arm. They don't even know. That's how bad it is. Uh, yeah, he got messed up. The alleged attack occurred around 3 a.m. Uh, when it says after hours club, what are the before hours? Well, it depends. Usually, probably closes at one o'clock there, 12 o'clock. So anything that's opened after the general closing time yeah, is after hours. Okay. Yeah, so mm-hmm. if like clubs close at like two, they'll be, this club will be open till like four. Cool. And, and a lot of the time, like they won't serve booze or... Uh, I didn't think that was legal. They have to serve food or whatever it is. I don't right. know. Okay. I feel like New York is the only... Pl- what is it? What are the... We're open till four, I feel like, right? Four, yeah. Clubs four. and stuff open till four. That's kind well, of ridiculous. Like we need to be out drinking until four o'clock in the morning. Yes, I feel like an old person. That's when it's two o'clock in the morning is when things are just getting going. Ugh. Right. I when know. Like I, I can remember. Do you age forty years? I think so. I can remember not leaving my house until midnight, and now the thought of remember being that? out till four in the morning is like scary. I remember being out with you in the city, and then until like four o'clock. Coming home, not going to sleep, taking a shower and going to work, and to be in, at work at six o'clock I know. or six thirty-ish. Where the hell did you work? At? You have to be at work at six thirty. A deli, butcher. Oh, yeah. okay. I remember that because he at like one o'clock. He's like, I want to go home, and we were like, Stop being such a baby. Like, I got to work in five hours, and, and we it kept takes an hour and a half to get home. <laughs> yeah, I have to work with um, something that could slice off. Parts of my body? Okay. Oh, it wasn't easy. I stayed away from that bandsaw. 
Meanwhile, today I had a slice of pizza for lunch and I had to take a 20 minute nap just to get just to get over it. Okay. Are I'm you not... kidding me? If I'm in bed by 10, 1030, I'm not myself. Today. That's where we're at. What? You go to sleep that early? Well, no, I'm usually up in bed like I'm watching TV or something. All right. According to Spriggs, uh, he inadvertently bumped into Donald at an incident mm. and an incident ensued inside the Boom Boom Room nightclub that caused the Boom Boom, boom Room. To be we have one of those. Yeah. That sounds like a made up name. That's what I call my bedroom. There is I one of those in the city. I'm not sure if it's still open, but. There's what in the city? There's a club by that name in the city. Really? Yeah. Where mm-hmm. was this? It's Pittsburgh. This place was Pittsburgh. Yeah. When they go out, when they got outside, Mr. Donald approached Mr. Spriggs, and Mr. Spriggs was punched and attacked. That sounds like a place they would go on Three's Company. <laughs> like Jack and the other guy would be like, oh, "We're going down to the Boom Boom Room. We're gonna pick up some chicks." Mm. With Mr. Furley. I don't know. I have a feeling that this guy, one of his idiot friends, flew off the handle, started hitting this kid, and then, yeah. and then that was it. Now that's he's how it always starts when this punch is thrown. Yeah, I mean, one guy knocks into another guy. The other guy, hey, what's, you, know, you don't say excuse me. Who are you? You know, and just that's one it. thing leads to another. That's why if any kids are wa- are watching or listening, you got to choose your friends wisely. If not, you can get caught like this Aaron Donald in a bad situation, or even worse, in my situation. If your if your friends won't punch out someone for you, they're not your friend. That's Just true. Let you know that. That's true. Good Pets. point, Janine. Uh, so Piers Morgan did his first interview after getting the. Uh, well, he didn't get the boot. He walked off the. Good morning, America. British show, like an infant child, and then um, he went on Tucker to uh, to talk about it. Forced off the air last month, he was told it was because he had insulted the fake Duchess from Los Angeles. But on some level, it wasn't really about her, or even about him. It was about all of us and our right to say what we think is true in a supposedly free country. It was about free speech. Did you guys know that that when Pierce left the show, it wasn't about Pierce and oh, his stupid I can't argument? Listen to his stupid that it represented mouth. each and every single one of us. He's such an asshole, including Kitler. He's such a dick. Oh my God, it's, Frank! It's about all of us. <laughs> no, it isn't. You're an idiot. Editor at large at Daily Mail, and what he writes is still worth reading. But he's not on television right now. And again, that has implications for the freedom of speech around the world. It's part of our conversation. What I found was over five years, we trebled the ratings on Good Morning Britain. The last day, ironically, was, as you said, the first day we beat the BBC ever. And we had trebled our ratings. So you would have thought people might be thanking me. Instead, I was basically corralled into a position where I was told you've either got to apologize for effectively disbelieving Meghan Markle's version of events here or your position is untenable and you have to leave and my gut was i'm i was going to be damned if i was going to apologize for something that i believed and i just wasn't going to go down that road i've seen too many people when they're bullied by the woke brigade into apologizing we saw it with sharon she was bullied into apologizing for defending me against a disgusting slur that i'm a racist and rather than the person who was accusing her, apologizing to me, Sharon Underwood, for accusing me falsely of being a racist, 
Sharon had to apologize for her passionate defense of me, and then she lost her job anyway. We saw recently the editor of Teen Vogue. Before she could even start, she apologized for years about stuff she tweeted as a 17-year-old kid. But that wasn't enough. So apologies don't ever get you anywhere. I don't believe Meghan Markle. Now, what I didn't know, and what was a fascinating thing to discover after I left, was that Meghan Markle, between the Monday and Tuesday, had made a personal complaint to the boss of ITV, Dame Carolyn McCall. I didn't know that. I was never told that. I don't know what pressure she was directly putting on, but she did, I know, personally contact her. I also know she had personally contacted, along with Prince Harry, Ofcom, which is a government regulatory body designed to regulate what we put out on news shows. So I was under attack from Miss Markle. Uh, oh, no. To my boss Poor guy. And to the government regulatory body, under attack to basically conform to her version of events. All right. I mean, he, it goes on from there. First of all, the whole thing, he wouldn't have, it wouldn't have caused so much of a stir if he didn't walk off like a baby. That was the thing that made it a huge story. He could disagree with everybody on that panel. The weather guy could have told him off and everything, and he could have came back and said, no, this is what I believe. And he could have handled it like a, like a human being. But no, he gets up and he storms off. And that's why it became this huge, you know, me versus the, the machine kind of thing. Agree. So but why, if he didn't, but why if he didn't storm off? Why are they asking him to apologize? What did he have to apologize for? He walked off the show because he disagreed with the weatherman, who, by the way, did or did not at one point in his career talk about a cat named Hitler. I don't know. We'll try <laughs> and confirm that. or deny that. Oh. I'll check on it. I don't know if every but, weather person has to go through the Hitler. I don't know if that's like a hazing thing. I'm not sure how it works, Frank. Yeah, we see how you handle it. That's the uh, yeah. That's the test. Yeah. <laughs> but he, yeah, Pierce Morgan could have just sat there and you know come back and, and maybe defended himself against what the guy was saying about him. But instead, he chose to walk off, and that created this huge thing. And then it became, I feel, it, it was the. I mean, of course, I don't know the inside stuff. I don't know who, what they're talking about behind the cameras and everything. No, you know, few people do except for the people in the room, but. It seems like him walking off put the pressure on the network to say, we can't just let you, you know, you got to. I don't know if the apology was for bashing Meghan Markle because he did that on a regular basis. Right. So why why does he what does he have to apologize for walking off the show? Probably walking off the show. Why is why out on his job? Who wants to who, who needs that? What? Who needs that? Who wants that apology? For what? I don't know. Just don't to know. say. I'm not the guy. I have no idea. No, because they were asking him to apologize for not being on Meghan Markle's side, which is bullshit. According to him. By, by the way, but I, I told I you can go back to the episode where we talked about this. I thought he was a big fat baby. I thought he was all butthurt because she, you know, yeah, went out with him. He stood her up. And then. Was, and, right. She stood him up. And, she, and then she she ghosted him for Harry, ghosted which him. I totally right. get. But still, he has a right to his opinion. He could say whatever he wants. Which he expressed every single day. Listen to the weatherman's argument. The weatherman, I, I'm sorry if I don't know his name, but he was like, we have to listen to you day in and day out saying all this negative stuff about, about Meghan Markle, which they never stopped him from doing that. He did that every day, apparently. I don't know. I've, been in, the, the, I, I've been in the room. Him walking out. 
I, I'm with him when he says apologies don't work because I've been in the room. I've been in the room with the executives when they're like, Aunt, just apologize. And I go, no, I won't do that. And they go, we don't even care. We know you didn't mean to offend so-and-so, whoever. Can you just apologize? And I refused. Absolutely refused. So how do you know they don't work if you never, if you never do it? Because they don't work. Because first of all, the people that are asking him to apologize, they don't believe in it either. They don't give a shit. And then they're not, the ones... They just apologizing want him to, to do them. it, and that's it. What'd you say, Janine? They just want him to do it, and that's it. And that's is, it. That's it. They don't, like you said, they don't care. They just want him to apologize, and that's it. Because in and this he, BS woke yeah. culture world, if an apology somehow... But but by the way, if they got if they got it in for you, the he's right. The apology doesn't work, because sometimes you that's apologize, true. and they just keep right on going. That's yeah, why exactly. I've always said, how many times have I said it? There's, there's this cancel culture but then there should be forgiveness culture if you're truly sorry and you ask for forgiveness yeah and that's you know no. then the next step grudges. should be people should be able to forgive you and welcome you back to whatever you're and doing. there's just not it's just not there it's he not referenced not there the the vogue uh girl i didn't even read that article because i was so incensed about it but this woman got put to the editor role of vogue they went back and found tweets that she sent out when she was 17. I don't know how old she is now, 27 or whatever the hell it is she is. We went back to tweets of hers from 17. Do you know what kind of stupid shit was coming out of yeah. my mouth at 17? And luckily for me, I didn't have the I didn't have Twitter to spew it all out on or I would have been done for. And they fired her. She got the That's job. Dumb. They fired her like three days later when the tweets That's got so brought dumb. to light. That's so dumb. And she apologized for the tweets from 10 years ago to. when she yeah, was 17. Which, which, you know, again, a lot of places, a lot of companies, a lot of organizations, they handle it in terrible ways. It's not the right. You know, everybody handles it differently. That was not handled correctly. And if she's apologized and it's an old thing, and it's unless it's like, you know, Unless she's like a Nazi, then that's a different story. Depending, but, you know. But it's true though. Like at what point, like they called, like again, I don't, I don't know that. I don't know if uh, this dipstick is a racist. I don't really even care. I don't think he was being racial in this particular instance. I think it was more he was burned by a chick like that, that you know, yeah. ghosted him. At what yeah. point? So, but so then Sharon Osbourne says he's not a racist, and the girl says he is. Like, at what point do the people who are constantly accusing people of being racist when did they get in trouble for anything? Right. Why would they? Well, if they're wrong, I feel like sometimes False they. Accusations. Yeah, like like you just get to say that to people, and it's like just okay. Okay. Well, yeah, it's not okay. You know, and I mean, to me, like, you got to call out people for what you got to call them out for. But again, like going back to our Twitter fight that I had a couple days ago with those people and Lou Lamorello, it's like there are real racists out there that need to be exposed. And we're yeah, running exactly. around calling these but, other people racists with no basis to it. And it's like if there's no basis to it, then, of course, that's wrong. But if there is, then they need to be called out as well. I don't know. Pierce, I don't follow Pierce Morgan enough to know any any of these accusations i don't yeah. know his stuff but um the only thing i could think is with this thing he would have had to apologize for walking off his show again he i don't think that's what they were for asking that. for the apology for i think if what he says is true which you know it's game of telephone they tell him he tells us so i don't know if he maybe they were asking him to apologize for something else and he 
he was like, oh, they want me to apologize to Meghan Markle. Maybe it's that. I just don't. It seems something seems wrong there. I feel like they want probably wanted him. If it were me, if I were running the show, I would say you'd have to apologize for walking out on your your own show, for mm-hmm. walking out on your job. If you left your job with three hours left in the day and you just walk out because you had gotten into a fight with someone and you leave, I'm sure an apology is in order, no matter what your job is. Probably mm-hmm. if you want to keep your job, yeah. Right. So they probably wanted to, him to apologize for that. But to be fair, he rips on Meghan Markle apparently all the time. I never watched the show because it's, it's over in, in London or whatever. But according to the weather guy's argument, he goes, we have to listen to you day in and day out. I agree like with the weather argument. guy. I think he was wrong. But it's a talk show. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're getting to the yeah, point where yeah. we're getting angry at people for what they say on a talk show. Where they're supposed to it, talk and share how yeah. they feel. Well, don't and you know think. people are always looking which, to get mad at something? Hello. Which is what they were doing <laughs> until he walked out for no reason. They were talking. Well, if he would have sat there and have you ever walked himself, out of your job, Frank, or no? I can't see you ever no, doing that. I don't think no. I ever have. Yeah. So you don't know what it is to get to that point where you're just like, fuck it, I'm leaving right now, and that's it. I walked out once. Like, I can't can't do this anymore. Yeah. Have you walked out, Janine? (laughs) You're like the last time I... (laughs) Action. I walked out Um, and never walked back. I did, and I actually quit. Yeah. And that felt so good, because that was like... All right, but if you want to come back... There is, I mean, there's no better feeling in the world. I, I, there's no better feeling. Oh, than just being like, fuck, fuck you this. and this bullshit. I'm fucking yeah. out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't think at I my last out. job, I saw it probably the most I've seen it. People walking out, the boss walking out and just leaving like a big blow up. Fuck this. I'm leaving. How would the boss not apologizing? Out? Not like, yeah. not like forever walk out. No, not forever, but like just for the I'm day leaving. or something. Yeah, but like, well, the so boss that's it. That. <laughs> um, they can get away with it, I'm sure, because they just come back the next day. No one's gonna fire there. them. Yeah, but I've I've seen other people do it too. Like I said, more than I've probably seen it probably twenty times at my last job. That's a lot of times. That's, that's, <laughs> that's way more. Again, I don't know where the hell you worked, but yeah, it sounds and I'm like being I'm being cheap circus. with that. I'm being cheap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. You're you're the way where you work sounds like a circus. Do you so want to? Sh- do you want to share why you walked out or no? You don't have to. Oh uh, well, it wasn't at my past job. It was a like long time ago because um, I had went to school for fashion. And started this job, and um, the woman who she was like the head designer, and not from here, from a different country. And she, when she spoke, she didn't really she, like she didn't understand me, or, and really anybody else either. And then one day she accused. She goes, "I think I was twenty one." She goes, "You're going to steal my designs and open up your own company." I know what you're doing. I know you American something. And I was like, goodbye. I'm leaving. And you know what? I wouldn't even want to steal your designs. I could. And 15 years later, you see this shirt? No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I left. <laughs> From I, her design. I was like, yeah, I'm done. Like, I'm leaving. And 
I left in the middle of the day and I didn't go back and she tried calling my cell phone and she tried calling my house phone and I did not pick up. And the guy who hired me, I spoke to him the next day and I was like, I'm not coming back with her. Sorry. Done. And did I she do this back. a lot to you or this was like an isolated, she just did this once? She just, she said things before that were like annoying and very condescending. And I was like, I'm not dealing with this. Bye. Especially when she accused, I'm like, I'm 21 years old. You think I have fucking $5 to my name to open up a company? But it felt so good that I was like, goodbye. I quit. I don't understand. Like you work for a company, like she works for a company. Those designs, she designs stuff that are given to her company. Why would you steal? Because it's not hers anymore. It's the company's. Right. Well, she's done. Yeah, she was not. What smart. are you gonna? What are you stealing from you the get company? Par- now? You get paranoid people. You get super pe- people that are yeah, just super paranoid. paranoid. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of people out there that are like that. I got you. There's no better feeling though than walking when you think about your. To- you know, when you're sitting there, you're like, I got to do this, this, and this, and this, and then I got to do this the yeah. day after that, and then I got oh next next Wednesday I got to go here and meet with this. And you're just like, oh, I don't have to do any of that anymore. This is, it's just the best feeling ever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's yep. the best feeling ever. The The best thing to do after quitting is go to a movie at like two o'clock in the afternoon. Just go to a <laughs> I movie. I was going to say leave an upper decker, but okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, speaking of upper decker, that uh, we got to talk about Uh-oh. Mick Jagger right, and Dave good. Grohl. Now, I love, love Mick Jagger. I love Dave Grohl. Love it. I'm gonna be honest. We're together. I love Mick Jagger. I was never a huge fan of Dave Grohl. I could appreciate his talent, but oh. I was never like a huge out of it. You're crazy. You know, out of the park fan. I don't but, even. I don't even know how you call yourself a rock and roll fan. Like, come on, the Foo Fighters are. Because if it's Foo Fighters against Metallica, obviously he's picking Metallica. So which I get, uh, yeah. I understand. That's, no, I, that's I, fine. I love other bands. I I, I respect other bands, and I like. Foo Fighters. I'm just not a huge over the top fan. Like I think Mick Jagger is leagues ahead of Dave Grohl. Is all I'm saying. Also, centuries older. Yeah, he's he a legend. He's he's there first. That's for sure. I just feel like I I feel like he might be as beloved as Mick Jagger. Like when he gets to Mick Jagger's age, you know. Okay. You I like don't so? think. My opinion. I don't think his songs. <laughs> uh, from what I've heard, again, I haven't heard all of his all of. Dave Grohl's music, but from what I've heard, a lot of the music is not as universal as the Rolling Stones. True, yes. Mm. When I what I think though is like if you were born in the '40s, okay, and then you grew up with the Stones. If you were born in the '40s to the '90s, you probably have great respect for Mick Jagger, and I think that Grohl has the possibility of having even greater respect. From people that were born in 1975 to whenever, when by the time that he gets to 65 or 70. Okay. But I don't know. I just think his music isn't as good as. Well, you're wrong and he's fucking phenomenal. Anyway, so I'm on Twitter and I see Mick Jagger tweets. I wanted to share this song that I wrote about coming out of lockdown with some much needed optimism. Thank you to Dave Grohl of the Foo Fighters for jumping for jumping on drums, bass, and guitar. It was a lot of fun working with you. Hope you all enjoy Easy Sleazy. I I was like I just 
I was like boner, instant boner, instant boner. I'm like, I can't believe, I can't believe Mick Jagger teamed up with Dave Grohl and put out a song. And he's just putting it out on Twitter. This is amazing. And then I listened to oh. it, which is where the problem started. Oh no, because it stinks, and it is. I gotta ask my father to listen to it because he's a Mick Jagger fan. Oh my god, stinks. Mick Jagger, is, Mick Jagger needs Keith Richards. Mick Jagger fucks. He does. <laughs> he does. He's got like. Well, I'll, I'll tell you something about him. But go ahead. He's got a ton of kids and grandkids. Like he's got an endless amount. Of, he's he does fuck. That's for sure. But I mean, this song stinks. I can't play too much of it. I'm gonna play like a little bit of it because I don't. It'll get us flagged. Um, but I'll I'll read you the lyrics. Oh, no. No. I mean, music-wise, it sounds cool. Again, I can't play too much. Can we put a link to it? That sounds like yeah. I mean, it sounds really good, but wait until you hear the lyrics. I don't know if you can hear that. I can't. It sounds like it. The lyrics are, we took it on the chin, the numbers were so grim. Took what on the chin? I don't know. Bossed around by pricks, stiffen upper lips, pacing in the yard. You're trying to take the mick. You must think I'm really thick. Looking at the graphs with a magnifying glass, cancel all the tours, footballs, fake applause. No more travel brochures, virtual premieres. I've got nothing left to wear. Oh my god! Bye. I'm done. I mean, these are the shittiest lyrics that I have ever heard. I mean, we took it on the chin. The numbers were so grim. Like, oh god, I don't even know what to say. Looking out from these prison walls, you gotta rob Peter if you're paying Paul. But it's easy, easy. Everything's going to get really freaky. I'll write on the night. Soon it'll be a memory you're trying to remember to forget. Wow. That's a pretty mask, but never take a chance. TikTok stupid dance. Took a samba (laughs) class. Yeah, I landed on my ass. Trying to write a tune. You better hook me up to Zoom. Oh my God! Stop! Just stop right there! <laughs> oh my God! This Oof. is horrible. This is the shittiest thing I've ever Mick, heard. What? What are you doing? You know what I started thinking immediately? Like, how? Why? Picture be Dave Grohl for a minute, and you get a phone call or a text, and it's Mick <laughs> Jagger, and he's like, "I got this song, and I I can't think of anybody else I want to do it with other than you." Like, how fucking excited do you have to be? And then you get there and then he shows you the lyrics. Like, what do you, how do you. Now, would it shatter you if you, if uh, it turns out that Dave Grohl actually loves the lyrics? Let me tell you There's no way he could. There's no way. There's no way. Thank you. There's no way. There is no fucking way. I'll tell you, what if he does? This is like. Every interview he'll do. This is like when your neighbor brings over like their banana bread and you take a bite of it. And you go, oh, this is delicious. And it tastes like what this song sounds like. <laughs> yeah, but you're putting your name on it. You got to put, if, if, 
if she brought if your neighbor brought over the banana bread and said, I'm giving this away to everybody, but I'm going to tell everybody that you helped me with it. All right. I have to do this so that Frank can understand. Uh, I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> Lars I hate you so much. <laughs> Lars, Lars from Metallica. Okay, here we go. Yeah, brings, that's the only way I can understand anything. Brings you over. Brings me something from about the Simpsons. Uh, yeah. And, <laughs> Star uh, Wars. And he's Star Wars. and he's and he's live streaming it on Facebook, and he hands and he hands you a, a plate of macaroni that he makes. Are you gonna be like, oh my god, Lars, this is terrible? And it's, it's ragu, terrible. and it's ragu or prego sauce. Yeah. I I've dreamt of actually doing an interview with Metallica and being able not dreamt but like I've imagined interviewing Metallica. Wait, was Lars' to, penis in or around your mouth during this interview? Around it was like here, um, and being able to go over with them what they do live and being able to like because I know I'm as a fan I know what I want to hear from them and what they what they don't do any anymore I guess and. It, you know, especially with like the, the instruments, like what they play and they don't play. Some of the songs they leave out sections. Just it's it's like as a fan, I would love to be able to tell them, listen, guys, as one of your biggest fans, I, I'm going to tell you how you can, you know, improve your live show. You guys are the top of being, you know, of live shows. But in an opinion of someone who follows you religiously. There's like like uh, Lars, you know, I would say this is all technical musical things, but he doesn't play, you know, the bells anymore. Like he used to play on the on the ride. He used to play the bell part. And that but hurts he doesn't your do feelings. That and it's the splash. No, it's just a different style. He's he's evolved into this different style that it doesn't sound like the old stuff when he right. plays an old song. It's not the same sound. But you you know better than them. Is that what you're saying? I'm not. I'm saying I know what the fans want to hear at, because I am one. Okay. And everybody feels the same way that you do on this? You play I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> but maybe not. I could be way off. This is, this is like opinion. when people come to me and they go, Ant, I really love the podcast, but it would be so but... much better if you got rid of Frank. Like the, all right, <laughs> I don't listen to like, them. Which I appreciate. I don't, they don't have to listen to me either. This is my opinion. But I'm saying, Lars, I'm going to uh, tell you what you could do to make yourself sound better. They play the song Battery live a lot. Yeah, okay. It's one of the fast songs on the album Master Puppets. And in the middle, there's the, in the bridge of, of, batter, of Battery is the slow breakdown part. Um, and they don't play it live most of the time. They, they skip over it. They do, you know, James will yell something to the crowd and then they'll jump to the next section. But if I feel like people miss that part, that's a great part on the album. And I feel like people want to hear that part. That's that's my opinion. Where yeah, was Janine's asleep? Where were you going with all this? Why did you even bring this he's up to begin he's with? He's saying he wants he wants to, them to know that the fans like that part on the so, album. He wants them to play it live. So if I were Dave Grohl, oh, I would God. say, "Hey Mick, you need any help with these lyrics? I could help you out and we could write it together." I think Dave Grohl is at you're... that status where he could jump in. If it's some guy playing a guitar, uh, I don't then know. No. I don't know if I don't know if he could be like, you know what, Mick? Let me tell you what to do. Yeah, he so, hands he. I'm sure Mick handed him a, a finished lyric sheet. Like here's here it is him, right mate. here. Him, mate. Yeah. Then that's what it is. I don't know. We can. I mean. But, all right. So if that's the day. case. Then that's the case. He's not going to be rude. It's hard to tell Mick Jagger it. this isn't good. Hey, listen, Metallica put out an album uh, called Lulu. The music, oh, musically, 
musically it was great if you listen to it without the singing yeah it's great but you got uh lou reed on there you know yelling and it's it's awful i can't listen to it yeah that was a talk about heartbreaking that was the, a tough album oh, to listen to. The rumors Lou Reed is going to team up with Metallica. I was like, holy shit, this is going to be amazing. And it turned out to be something that not Oof. even Lou Reed's mom wanted to hear. It was Ooh. not good. It was awful. The, again, musically, if you listen to the, the track, the, the music track, it's great. But you add in that Lou Reed part, it's like, ugh. I'm actually yeah. upset with Dave Grohl for not faking diarrhea and leaving because that's what I would have done. <laughs> I would feel like I have diarrhea. I, I to got to go. go. I just yeah. shit myself. I would actually shit myself just to prove on purpose yeah yeah that, that you don't want to be involved in that yeah i agree yeah I agree. how how long is that gonna, i mean he'll go all right i'll be here when you get back and i'll be like that i gotta i need surgery I'm never coming back emergency <laughs> diarrhea surgery. surgery yeah i need to replace my whole entire asshole i'll be back <laughs> i just i'd be like i just front sharded i don't think that's oh, yeah. i front farted oh my goodness Oh God! I hope a friendship. But I can't wait to to listen to the song now. I gotta go listen to it's it. It's fucking awful. It stinks so bad. What's it called again? Easy sleazy. Easy sleazy. The sad part is, is Ooh. like like Grohl kind of sounds good. Like everything sounds kind of good. And here's the Except thing: the words when you get to the chorus, it's the least shittiest part. It's still bad, but it's the least shittiest part. And I wonder if he didn't fix that part. Like if he wasn't like, oh, oh what if yeah. we tried this? See, but like you can't yeah. fix the whole thing, you know. Yeah. And I could just see so, Mick sitting there going, "Like I'm going for like a Billy Joel. We didn't start the fire thing. Like I'm just gonna right. name all the stuff. I'm gonna add stuff. Zoom in there, and I'm gonna add TikTok yeah. dancing. And yeah. Learning the samba. It's gonna be great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Frank! No. <laughs> yeah. How do you say no to that duck face? You can't. You, can't. you can't. He Once he do does it. that, you, you're trapped. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. What so... is that? Right. So here's what we're going to do. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, no, Mick, I can't. can't do it anymore. <laughs> I just, I honestly, I feel like I need to send Dave Grohl an edible arrangement. You know, I just. Sorry you had to deal with that. That's yeah. Nice. Now, you think edible arrangements are going to make edible arrangements? That would be something mm. else. Don't forget, 420 show coming up on 4. 20 i think we're gonna start at a special time of 9 p.m we're gonna start that show at 9 p.m we usually put the shows out really release the shows around 10 or so but i think we'll we should go do the, that night. we should stay true to the 420 tradition and do it like on 421 because we like spaced on it that's pretty funny uh -huh. maybe we'll think about that We'll let you know. No, that's, we a, that's a Mick Jagger type idea right now. We're going to do 420. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to do this. And we're going to do this. And it's going to be great. <laughs> and we're going to talk about Zoom and TikTok. It's going to be great. You think if you're Dave oh Grohl, you could be like, boy, this is I... awesome, Mick. Is Keith around? Can we get Keith here? <laughs> Oops. Yeah, um, any of the other guys? Who writes these Are songs? you going to act like Mick Jagger tonight in bed to your wife? Oh, that's hot. Do you ever do Mick in bed? No, nah, she she wants she'll want to change up. I, Mick in bed is is played out. Okay. Oh, it's too much. You've been killing it over the years. You know, she gets tired of the duck face, and I'm like, I can't blame her. And I'm like, walk around. You'll never the bed get like tired this. of the duck face. <laughs> like, just come to bed. I'm like, all right. With your naked ass out. Yeah, that's the okay, best part. Good. I do a I do a character in bed with my wife. There we go. It's narcoleptic guy 
where I just go, I feel like I'm falling asleep now. That's 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 hot. That's should, sexy stuff. We should wrap this up because it feels feel pretty tight. I just had two slices of pizza, so I don't know if you know, but you got like four minutes before this. Yeah. That's Bye. some good role playing. Before the lights go out. <laughs> that's commitment to the to the uh-huh. role. She likes You're a method it. actor, though. I don't know. I'm never awake for the ending, so I'm not entirely sure. All right. Uh, um, we'll leave it there. Appreciate you guys watching and or listening. Thanks so much. Uh, merch store, um, by the way. Oh, I'm wearing a shirt. Somebody said, why don't you, you ever are. wear your shirts? So there you go. Fuck face. I'm wearing the shirt. Okay. There you go. Look at that. Shirt and Mick Jagger face. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, order up at shopanthonyonair.com uh, anthonyonair.com for all our links and info and um, we, Janine I have to put your TikTok on there because people keep asking me where's Janine's TikTok and I can't okay. I always forget what it is so it'd be a lot easier if I just put it on the website don't you think alright sounds good Yeah. Right. and then I want to start a TikTok with Frank where he just does Mick Jagger that's what I it's want. all oh different God. songs yeah. just different songs and musical <laughs> And that shit works for Britney Spears just twirling around. We'll just you do the same shtick. It'll be great. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to drink this Arizona. <laughs> and we're going to write a song. <laughs> it's not a lot of sugar for now. 420 show on 420 at 9 p.m. Until then, we will see you guys on Friday.